out to my Savior, my Redeemer, my God, my King. Hallelujah. Praise Him, worship Him. He is God and He is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, sing it out to Him. God, you are good. God, you are good. God, you are good. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy and wonderful, and we look to you. Jesus, our Savior, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift a hand and just honor the Lord with me right now with your voice. I honor you, Jesus. I worship you, sovereign God. I hope in you and believe in you this day and know that you are God and it is you that we worship and that we serve and we adore. Blessed be your name. Now lift your voice and praise him. God, we praise you. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I will speak it, I will say it, I will believe it. Oh God, because you are good and you are faithful and you are wonderful. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Praise God. I am grateful today for the name of Jesus. I find hope in it. I find, I find hope in it, don't you? I find healing in it. I find salvation in it, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. We must be saved by that name. Amen. We must be saved by that name. There is no other name that we are saved by. It is truth today. Amen. I am thankful for those foundations. I thought of this week. Uh, Doctrine without definition is dangerous. And uh, if we don't have definition in our doctrine, if we don't have, if we don't have direction in it, it becomes dangerous. Because, because humanity will always take truths and attempt to pervert them. Uh, we'll always take what is right, what is truthful, what is good, and we'll attempt to adjust it, to accom accommodate the flesh and mind and life. And so we twist it and we contort it until it fits our lifestyle or what we want. Amen. I'm thankful for the foundation stone of truth today that Jesus Christ is. Amen. Uh, there is no controversy in this. There is no confusion in this. There is only one God, and his name is Jesus. And we have hope today, and we have life today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I am glad you are in church this day. It is good to be back in this place. And and to be able to worship the Lord together. Let me say at the beginning here before I go any further, uh, we give honor and respect to all veterans and, and those that serve in our community, first responders and law enforcement and medical. Um, we are a better people in a better country because of our veterans and the people that have stood both here and abroad and defended us throughout generations, people that are uh, dying off the scene that fought in wars that we have really no touch or understanding of the calamity that they dealt with and so today I just want to say from this pulpit we are grateful for all those that have stood for us throughout the years veterans you that are in the house today first responders law enforcement medical we are thankful for you and we are thankful for what you have done for us would you give all of them and our on our land a hand for that amen Amen.
We take our liberties for granted too often. We take our freedoms uh, for granted too often. I don't want to ever forget that we still live in a flawed country, but yet none the best in the world. Amen? It is still the best, and I'm thankful for that. God is good. Amen? And uh, we're saying bye today to the Tillers, Snowbirds, heading to Florida. Um, so be sure and shake their hands before they leave for a few months. And um, we're, she's back there. He's up here. The Clemens, are you still here another week? Are you here another week? You're, you are, you're, you're waiting until the... Okay, good. You, you, you figured it out. There's still two more weeks of warm weather, God willing. Amen. And uh, so all these snowbirds heading to, to the south for a few months. We will miss them and love them dearly nonetheless. And so greet Make sure you're making your way to them. The book of Jeremiah, the fourth chapter. I enjoyed so much this last Wednesday night, and I'm looking forward to this Wednesday night, us together in the gym, eating and fellowshipping the word, all of it together. God is so good. Amen. So be faithful to that. We are praying for Sister Jill. I see her family over here. I'm glad for a good report, and uh, I'm praying for a quick and speedy recovery after having heart attack and open heart surgery up in Indianapolis. So pray for Sister Jill Boroff, and uh, we believe God for his goodness. Jeremiah, now walk with me in the word. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground. Everybody say fallow ground. Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Amen. I want to talk to you about the place where I sow. The place where I sow. Father, I love you and I thank you for your good word today that it is righteous and that it is faithful and that it is kind to us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help every one of us in this place to hear it, to receive it, to respond to it. And that, Lord, we might be obedient, not just hearers of the word, but doers, so that we might honor you both in spirit and in flesh that way we might have actions in our life that demonstrate the goodness of you in our life. And so, God, I pray and ask these things humbly that you would open our minds and our hearts and we would open our minds and our hearts and help us to receive the seed of the word. Anoint me and anoint this people. And I thank you, God, for your good grace and your love towards us. Please hear us when we pray. Please have mercy on us this day. We are weak, but you are strong. And in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. Therefore, we'll rather glory in our infirmities that your power might rest upon us. So help everybody in this place to know today, God, that, that our dependence is in you. It is, it is in your word, it is in your spirit that we can't live or move or have our being without you because all things were created by you and for you and without you was not anything made today. And God, we recognize today that thou hast the words of life. Where else can we go? And we know that as for you, God, your way is perfect. So, Lord, we seek you today. We seek your word. We seek, we seek your strength because we are weak vessels needing you. And so help us, Lord, everybody in this place. I pray help everyone in this place, Lord, to understand this. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. amen. Now be kind to two people nearby you. Smile at them. Compliment them. And help them to know that they are so welcome here. And you are so glad to see them. Guests, we are so glad you're here. Reach over to somebody you don't know and introduce yourself, would you? I want you to sing this with me. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good too.
Come on, with a hand to heaven from your heart. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Sing it again from your heart. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. One more time. God is so good. I want to sing it. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Now thank him if you would please. I love you. I thank you Jesus that you are so good to me. You are so wonderful, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the name of the Lord. Go to the ant. Go to the ant. Those were the words of the wise man pointing the way for the one who refused to see now what would ultimately be purity. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. Go to the ant. Go to the ant. That tiny, somewhat insignificant insect, often overlooked and most always unwanted, and look at what it does. See what it does. See what it does, thou thou sluggard. Consider her ways. His words, his words, the words of Solomon, the wise man, his words um, may have seemed harsh, crude, even insensitive, but it was not about comfort and convenience that he was speaking. It was about survival. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Go to the ant, thou, thou lazy, lacking person. That's what he was saying. Go to the ant, look at it. Because it's not about the comfort that you feel or the convenience that we want. This is about survival. The ant has no guide or overseer, no ruler, but it knows that if there is to be survival, a future, then food must be gathered in the summer and at harvest because difficult days lay ahead. The words of the wise were simple. The, the, the seemingly unintelligent ant compared to you and I in our capacity to understand still yet understands that something must be done now to live then. Immediate gratification of the flesh in the present. Now, I'm going I'm to say a lot today, so stick with me. The immediate gratification of the flesh in the present is the thief of the eternal securing of our salvation for the future. The immediate gratification of the flesh in the present 
is the fee for the eternal securing of our salvation for the future. The sluggard was nothing more than a spiritually lazy person. The one who ignored and put off what needed to be done for what would be then. The one that did not do now for what needed to be then. A spiritual lethargy, a stupor, a stupor of sorts that, that's inebriated, drunk on what the flesh wants and ignoring what the spirit needs, in other words. To say that we find ourselves in a spiritual climate that's conducive for such a lifestyle is, is really just a, a gross understatement. For we are in a time that too many are too easily lulled to a place where we are not alert and we are not aware spiritually. Where we are not sensing the moment, where we are not sensing what the Spirit is expressly trying to speak to the church. To speak to our lives individually. Where the Holy Ghost within us is not stirred to the place where we are changed because often we are stirred to the place where we feel emotion. But it cannot be that we are just simply stirred to the place of an emotionalism. It must be that we are stirred to the place past emotionalism to the point we are changed. The desire and the fear of God, the belief in the eternal salvation or torment of our soul. I need everybody to hear this statement. Having the belief, the desire and the fear of God, the belief in the eternal salvation or the torment of our soul being saved or being lost, that is the answer. That's the place that we have to come to, the place that, that we have to, to, to be stirred to. Because it's easy in our present climate that we are comfortable with emotions being moved, but we are not comfortable with going to the place or being preached to the place or taught to the place or, or admonished to the place where it makes us recognize that this is not just about the comfort of the convenience of the present, but it is about our soul being lost or being saved, making it to heaven or being in torment for eternity. I am preaching to a church that still believes that, amen? The importance and the investments of our lives matter where and what we are sowing our, our life and our lifestyles and our affections and our energies in, what it is that we love, in other words, where we are planting the seeds that will sustain us. Israel was called upon by God to recognize just that, to, to see in a sense where it was and into what they were sowing their lives. Do you understand this now? Uh, God had called Israel. He was trying to warn them. He was trying to get their attention, and he was trying to tell them to come to a place to recognize just exactly what it was they were sowing their lives into. Ignorance or indifference is never a justifiable excuse for a lack of accountability or action when we know right from wrong. I'm going to read it again. Ignorance or indifference is never a justifiable excuse for a lack of accountability or action when we know right from wrong. God was not speaking to those, look, here in Jeremiah, God was not speaking to those who did not know, to a people that were not, that were not aware. We know that because he said for them to break up their fallow ground. Because of that statement, because he said, break up your fallow ground, we know that he was speaking to a people that knew because the ground was fallow. Fallow ground was soil that had been once tilled. It had been tilled before. Soil that was once planted in that had, that had produced fruit before. That's what fallow ground was. It was it was ground that had once been tilled, that had been planted, that had produced fruit, but over the course of time, through time and neglect, it had been left uncared for, and in the place of life-giving fruit, thorns had grown in the place of the seed that had once been sown. And so they knew. He was speaking to people that knew. They knew what needed to be done. 
Um, they had done it before. They were living on the remnants of seeds and of seasons past. They were still going to the root cellar, if you would, and picking out what they had planted seasons before and living on it. But they had not tilled the ground again and planted the seeds afresh. And now the thorns had grown and they were, they were now sowing in the thorns because they were not willing to till the ground that had once been tilled. That is where we can find ourselves in our homes and our families and our lives personally, living on the prayer and the blessings of what has been and not cultivating more in our life for what will be. We cannot lean on the lees and the excuses of our lives and say that we once had our day or we once did it or we did this or we did that and that was good enough for then and that's going to sustain and carry me all the way through until then. It cannot be that we come to that place because if we come to that place where we think we have done enough or we've served our time and we can sit back on the pew and do nothing more with the spirituality that, that has been given to us. Everybody okay? Say amen. amen. If you're not okay, you can say amen too though. Amen. But we can't get to the place to where we are comfortable and say that we did it before, we don't have to do it now. Because ultimately, if we don't till the ground that we are responsible for, the acreage of our life, the landscape of who we are, the soil of the Spirit, then thorns will grow and it will choke the Word. Amen. Content to live lackadaisically in a place of non-effort or real affection for what Jesus has done for us and what we need Him yet to do for us. The plow... I need everybody to get this right now, what I'm getting ready to say. The plow was needed again to break and divide the soil. The plow was needed to break again and divide, divide the soil. You've seen a plow. It breaks the soil and it divides it. It pulls it apart. It begins to make it soft and pliable. We need the plow to again break and divide the soil just like we need to pray that the word would divide the soul and the spirit and the joint and the marrow. Look at this. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing, piercing even to the dividing. Everybody stick with me on this now. Piercing to the dividing, even asunder of the soul, of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The once tilled soil of our soul, in other words, and, and soul and spirit needs the word to discern and reveal what is going on in our heart. Okay, you got, you got to look at this a little deeper. The joints and the marrow. In other words, the most difficult places in our body, the most difficult places in our life uh, to discern the difference in us needs the word of God to separate it out so we can get the good seed of God in. That's what this scripture was saying. That's how sharp the word of God is. It can get in, the, in, in, that, in that area that we cannot see. The, the, between the soul and the spirit, between the joint and the marrow, the word of God is meant to divide those things so that the seed can get into the places that we don't even have knowledge of that we don't have recognition of that it's needed in our life because the Word of God goes beyond what I am thinking or what I am portraying or even what I am praying. And it divides so that it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of my heart, of our joints, of our soul and our spirit. It gets into the cracks and the crevices that we cannot see. Uh, Israel knew what was needed. We know what is needed. 
Everybody in this place from that far corner over there to the very front over here, men in the pulpit, everybody in the pew, everybody over on the other side right now, all those people over there teaching right now, your children, we know what is right. We know what is needed. And fallow ground is not ignorant, annoying soil. It has simply not been a priority, not important. The faith in the future has not been cared about. Amen. I will tell you today why we are existing in a church culture and why we are existing in a culture in our world right now. Everybody stick with me on this. Why we are having, why everything just seems to be so hard in so many hearts, in the church and outside of the church, is simply because we are not praying and we are not allowing the Word of God, amen, to penetrate the very recesses of our life. Come on, if you've been in a bad attitude lately, I'm, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to pray. If you've been struggling with your attitude, if you're grouchy, grumpy, and nobody wants to be around you, and you're constantly, I am feeling very preachy. I felt very preachy Wednesday night if you weren't here, and so it's just hanging over all the way to Sunday. Look out, here we go. Um, if, if you're struggling with your attitude, if you're struggling with, uh, with, with criticism, if you're struggling with uh, finding fault, if you're, if you're looking around and everything is not right and you think you are and everybody else is wrong, then can I tell you, for, first of all, nobody's all right. And I know everybody's got opinion, but you know what we need to do? We need to pray. Amen. I know that's not fancy. I know, I know somebody's mad at me right now. I know somebody's not liking what I'm saying, but I'm telling you what you really need to do in your home, you need to pray. You need to get back to the Word of God. You need to open the Bible and you need to read it out loud. You need to do what I ask you to do on Wednesday night. Hold hands with the one you love and pray with them. Pray out loud. And all of a sudden, you may feel like you need to start to cry. Why? Because when we begin to break up the fallow ground, it begins to break up the spirit and the soul of our life. And all of a sudden, God can get in there and he can do something with our life and we can find out that the seed can be planted again. We need to pray. Come on, Family Life Church. We need to pray. I can't do anything out there, amen, that other ones put on the internet in regards to YouTube and, and, and our podcast, but I'm saying here at this church today, where we are at in this room, we need to pray. We need to pray and ask God, touch my spirit, touch my attitude, touch my mind, touch the way I look at things. Help me to be more loving. Help me to be more kind. Help me to be more friendly. Amen. Help me to be tenderhearted, God. Help me to be more like you, Jesus. Because if we really want to be saved, then that's what we're going to have to do. Amen. Amen. Because we know what's needed. We know what's needed, but often we leave the ground of our spiritual life untilled, unbroken, and we fail to realize that our life depends on it. Because if it's not broken and tilled and softened to receive the seed, then there's nothing to live on. Um, there's just nothing to live on in the future. Be careful what, what you neglect now, for it could be the thing that you need to sustain you and save your home in the days to come. Be careful what we neglect now. How can we neglect so great a salvation? How can we live for God and not pray? How can we live for God and not hear the word and, and apply it to our life? Well, that's, that's good for some folks, that's, but that's not, that's not me. I'll never see it, I'll never do it, I'll never believe it, uh, because I, I just, you know, it's just not my personality. Well, if God's not greater than our person, man, I'm feeling preachy today. If God's not greater than our personality, then he's really not Lord of our life, is he? This was a terrible thing taking place here in, in Jeremiah 4. 
they were sowing intentionally. You have to look at this word, what was taking place. In Jeremiah 4, they were sowing intentionally um, into thorny soil. This was so not among the thorns, this was the warning of God. The thorns had sprung up as a result of the neglect. But Judah and Jerusalem kept on sowing the seed in places where it would be choked out. Jesus said this, look. Uh, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And, and these are they which are sown among thorns. And Mark 8, Mark 4, excuse me. Such as hear the word, the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things. Everybody say other things. The lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Thorns, cares of this world, deceitful, deceit of riches, and, and lust, desire of other things, the nameless things, in other words, that are other than God. They choke the word, and it does not bear fruit. Israel's sowing was intentional. It was not just a broadcasting of the seed. It was not just a broadcasting of the seed, but it, 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 was, uh, it, was, a, it was the intentional placement. It wasn't just broadcasting hoping the seed would find good ground, but it was the intentional placement of the seed in thorny ground. Stop sowing among the thorns, he said. God said the fallow ground needed to be broken and they needed not to sow in the thorns that grew. The place where we sow matters. The place that we sow into our life matters. The priorities of our life determine the posture of our life spiritually. Uh, what we do now determines how we will be ultimately. What I do now determines how I will be saved. The place that we sow in our life, be it to the flesh or the spirit, decides whether we're going to live or whether we're going to die. If I don't sow spiritual things right now, then I will not have spiritual things to live on then. Because if I really, everybody believe the word of God today? Then if I am really believing the word of God today, the prayers that I pray now make a difference in the future for myself and others that I am praying for. I am storing up vials in heaven. When I hear the word of God preached, amen, and when it's planted in my life, it's, it's not just planting for the gratification of the immediate season. I hope you're hearing this, but it is planting for the sustaining of the soul, both mine and others, in the future. I speak now to a generation that I will never see, should the Lord tarry. I recognize that there are things that are being said right now that the young men on this front row, that they will hear today, and it will be in their life, and when I am dead and gone, if the Lord should will it, and, and they are still here serving the Lord, that it will grow something in their life that they will remember, and they will remember it being said, so this planted. So I'm telling Everett Saint in this church, you are planting something in somebody's life that will sustain them in the future. Amen. Our homes, our families, our relationships, our faithfulness to God and His church and His word and the fertile soil where we fruit, uh, where, we, where we plant bears fruit that lives and grows on in people. Every time you choose the right and the good and the godly in your life for your family, you are planning for a day that you may never see but, but that they may need to live on. Some seeds of our spirituality, hear me, some seeds, and, and I think this is the often overlooked necessity in, in our living for God, because often we are more taken by uh, the theatrics. Everybody, everybody say amen to this. I'm having you say amen before we get to it, just in case you don't agree. Um, we are more taken by the theatrics and, and the demonstration that is in the church, and, and we are more... Uh, we, we get more wrapped up in that. We get more wrapped up in the rhythm of it all. We get more wrapped up in the energy of it all. And man, we get to move and we get, we're all happy about that. But we forget that that will pass in just a moment. 
but it is the small seeds that we plant in our life that we ultimately are sustained by that may seem insignificant now, but they become the greatest things. Some seeds of our spirituality may seem small now, but they ultimately become the greatest influences in our life. Look at this, if you would, please. And another parable, another, another parable. In other words, he was saying, another parable. I got to tell you something else. I got I to remind you. I got to say something else that, just to get the message across, putting forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The faithfulness now may seem small and, and at times difficult. That giving may feel sacrificial now. That saying no to the flesh may not feel good to you now. But one day, one day down the line, those small seeds will grow to be the greatest things in your life. It will grow to be the greatest things in your life. Come on, parents that have sowed into your children's life that it doesn't seem like there's any fruit being born. Hang on, because sometimes that seed lays dormant in that soul, in that heart, but through the sin of water, one day it lives again. Keep on planting, keep on sowing, keep on praying, keep on believing, keep on hoping. Why? Because hope maketh not ashamed. You got to get up and plow. That's just the truth of the matter. We have to get up and plow. You're going to have the opportunity to be offended. You're going to have the chance to get mad at anybody and everybody in the church. Something's going to go wrong. Something's not going to go the way that you want it to. Amen. It's not always going to be the way that you like it. <laughs> that, that was a joke there. It's not always going to be the way we like it. It's not always going to be the song. They're going to sing some song that you, you don't know the words to. That's okay. Hum along. Try your best. You may not like uh, getting up early for church. Somebody told me one time, well, I want to come to church, but I don't like to get up early. But, you know, you may not like that, but can I tell you, when you do it, you're going to be blessed because of it. And when you try to sing the song, you're going to be blessed because of it. And when you keep on giving, when you keep on worshiping, even when you don't feel like it, amen, even when you don't want to, amen, if you just keep on doing it, God's going to bless you. Why? Because you are sowing seeds that ultimately will grow in the church and in people's lives that they will live on and you will live on. Amen. Amen. Pray again. Get up and plow. Put your hand to the plow, uh, the good ground of your life. Plow the good ground. You know what to do. We know what to do. We know what to do. Come on, we still do know the answer. We know the answer is in prayer. Anybody? We know the answer is in faithfulness. We know the answer is in believing the word and doing the right small things in life. We've done it before. We just need to do it again. We've done it before. We just need to do it again. Amen. Pray again. Have faith again. Don't give up again. Plan again. Amen. Do it again tomorrow. Pray again. Plan again. Read again. Believe again. Amen. The next day. The next day. The next week. The next month. The next year. The next decade. Should the Lord tarry, we do it again. Why? Because we keep breaking up the fallow grounds. Because if we don't break up the fallow ground, then the thorns grow. And it does not take long for thorns to grow. It only takes a season for thorns to take root yet again in our life. And we find the word beginning to be choked and strangled yet again out of existence. And we begin to believe our own carnal thoughts and our own carnal ways. And we get grouchy again and we get mad again and we get angry again and we get critical again. And we all of a sudden find ourselves having a distance from God. But the great thing and the goodness about God is this. That he said of the prodigal that while he was yet a great way off, he seen him. I'm preaching to somebody today. 
that may feel like you are a great way off. Well, it is the goodness of God today to draw you again to break up the fallow ground for you to sow. Stop thorn, sowing among the thorns. It will cause you to both die now and eternally. Let's move on. I'm almost done. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, musicians, if you would. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. When we do the right thing, we get mercy. Everybody understand that? When we sow in righteousness, when we sow righteous, godly things in our life, then we get mercy back. I get more mercy the more that I sow. I get more mercy the more that I'm like him. Sow in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground because it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Sow in this place that we know that we need to sow. Sow it here. Sow it in our lives at home. It's who we are. It's, it's what will sustain us and save us. And can I tell somebody the simplicity of the message today is that Jesus is still the answer. He's still the answer for your home. He's still the answer for your life. He's still the answer for what's going on in your head right now. He's still the answer for the worry, the fear. He's still the answer for the unhappiness that you're feeling. He's still the answer for all the things that you're questioning on a daily basis. He's still the answer. We just have to keep sowing in the right place. Because we sow so many energies out there in the world and so much affection and, and so much of our life out there that, that, that just we never get the answer from it. But when we sow to Jesus, fruit is only produced Fruit is only produced and found through faithfulness. Amen. Fruit's only produced. Roy, fruit's only produced by letting a tree grow. It may not bear fruit the first season, right? It may take a while. It might take a few years. Look around this church. Come on, I've seen most of you. Sister Angie, I've known you since you were a kid. Uh, I've known most of your kids in this church. I remember when they were a pill. Terrible. I'm not saying you were, but there were times you probably made me pray. I don't know. But you're doing okay now. You're making it, aren't you? Stop judging people before God brings them into a fruit-bearing season. Somebody may have disappointed you along the way, but hang on. You probably disappointed somebody else along the way too. But you know what happens, Sister Marcy, when you endure? You ultimately bear fruit. When, when you learn to just faithfulness, because fruit is found in faithfulness. Well, you come back this season, well, it's not grown yet. Hang on. It will grow. Be patient. If somebody's failed you in the past, just pray for them and love them, because one day they might bear the fruit that you're going to live on. They might be the one preaching the message, saying uh, the words, singing the song, doing the, teaching the Sunday school class over there that might save your grandkids or your kids. Amen. Why? Because that's the beauty of fallow ground. Fallow ground is just waiting to be broken. It's just waiting for the right seed to get in the right place at the right time. Amen. So the faithfulness will produce the fruit that will ultimately be there. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Break the ground again today and sow the seeds that will save you. Come on. We know what to do, church. We're like Judah and, Jer and, and Israel, we, Jerusalem. 
we know what to do because the ground is fallow. It's been broken before, so we've done it before, so let's do it again. Let's break the ground. Let's sow the seed. Let's live again and somebody else live again. Let's pray. Come on, everybody in this church, I'm calling this church, this is the time to pray. This is not the time to glue your face to the television and watch the news and worry and wonder and fear. This is the time to pray. This is not the time to be, get critical and, 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 and wonder what, what's next. No, this is the time to know who is next. His name is Jesus. Amen. He's coming back for his bride, and I'm going to be a part of it. So why don't we break up the fallow ground and pray again and plant some seed and live and let there be a harvest and be joyful and be thankful and let there be love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody stand with me right now. And why don't you begin to do that as you walk to this altar and come to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Spirit and, and just be thankful and, and plant again and break up the ground and weep and, and call on the name of God and let the name of God and the Word and the blood save you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. Break up the fallow ground. You'll live again. Through this sin of water, it'll live again. Come on, let the water of the word wash you today and revive you and remind you that, that it's not over, that it's not ended, that the final say has not been said. Oh, but the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God and the compassion of the Lord is with us and he loves us and he knows us and he hears us. Come on, that's it. Pray again, pray again, hope again, live again, love again.